Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, welcome that, welcome to this. <laughs> <coughs> welcome to this, the, the first ever outdoors broadcast. Yes, we are broadcasting from the garden. Of um of our podcast. So there's no way I'm Nick Doody. Did you say of our podcast? Yeah. Yes, it's the garden of our podcast. <laughs> Broadcast. Uh, we we live in a podcast. <laughs> we do. <laughs> and we're sitting outside. This is the um, the Christmas edition. Woo-hoo! Yeah, and as it's, bell, as it's December bell, and we're in England, we've way. decided why Lord not sit outdoors. Um, yeah, very Christmassy amongst the pot plants and and the rain <laughs> and the rain. <laughs> it's different. So anyway, um, how are you doing? Don't answer that. Uh, do, do answer it by writing it. <laughs> <laughs> write in and let us know how you're doing. Um, happy Christmas to you all. Uh, let's start off with talking about um, the last episode because um, last time I had uh, an ear infection, which is um, right. almost cleared up now. Okay. Please, please announce. How's your cold going? Simmer. It's not as bad. It's not. <laughs> it's still there. We've reached not as bad, which is why we're sitting in a wet, cold garden, yeah. and uh, to test it. Um, and I was also on, because of that, I was on uh, Neurofen Plus, and I think the Plus was really hitting me. Really? Yeah, I think it was, actually, because the, um, what is it? It's codeine in it, isn't it's it? It's codeine. Oh, I love the stuff. Oh, my, I love the Plus. Which metabolize, oh. metabolizes to an oh. opiate in 88% oh. of people? I can't remember. There's, there's a there's a significant percentage of people that, that doesn't happen for. Oh, really? Yeah. I really, because I, I realised I was quite high last oh, right. time. Um, <laughs> and there was a point I ditched, I backed out of it, um, and said, oh, no, I'm wrong, I know what I'm talking about. And I'd like to raise it again because I I think it was reasonably worthy of discussion. Which no, was no right to reply. <laughs> no right to, to reply about yourself. <laughs> Your own podcast. Um, David Pizarro, psych, uh, so, psychologist yes. who, uh, who made the video showing how disgust makes people go more, so, uh, a term more socially conservative. Okay, so... Um, two, two, two things. One is... That if yeah he's if you scored on one test which was to test how easily disgusted you are yep then you would probably test towards the more socially conservative of another test and one was one was well people reported being more socially conservative uh, th- that's a secondary one which is if you ask yeah when you asked similar groups so one's a control group for the other and then you made something disgusting happen and so uh, the fart spray in the bin was one. Yeah, but then what was the thing that was disgusting that would happen, or the question that would ask that would be asked? Uh, they would. It was. It was a similar. It was a test of social attitudes. Right, but where where he mentions these attitudes, the one he keeps referring to, and this is also referred to in the Jonathan Haidt uh, video talking about disgust, yeah. uh, keeps coming down to the gay issue. Um, it, it, whether it, male homosexuality in particular. How you feel about same-sex marriage, and he also says he shows pictures or, or uh, asks people how they feel about men kissing. Okay, the argument I wanted to make, which I didn't make very clearly, is that that allows disgust to only flow in one direction. For, for a, There are two points. One, it, it, make, uh, it, it flows in one direction. So there's a difference between saying uh, how do you feel about abortion to uh, how do you feel about someone being forced to keep a child. Right. Right. So with the second one, if you're feeling disgusted, if your disgust is already up and you say you're feeling disgusted, therefore you're against um, abortion. Right. Or, or forced abortion. Sorry. Sorry. You're, my brain is still not working. You're, you're against someone being told they cannot have an abortion. Right. If you saw a picture of a doctor telling a woman who's or a short video of a woman who's, who's saying she's been raped and, mm. she, and, and there's a doctor saying, well, the law says you have to have an abortion. Uh, sorry. 
What? Let's start this whole podcast <laughs> again. I'm, am I clarifying a point by making it more confusing? <laughs> um, if he's saying you're not allowed to have an abortion, that's the law, right? Right. You might feel disgusted by that. Then you would be uh, earmarked as being uh, socially towards the left. Yeah. Right? But the only way the question is presently being asked, the only way disgust can be felt, is going socially conservative. So I don't... Th- and also, the, other, the second argument I'd make with it is that um, we're taking just two issues to feel to, to judge whether people are socially conservative and they're both areas where you would feel disgust. Something like gun crime uh, or, or gun laws probably wouldn't make you feel disgusted, probably more, more angry. A wall around between Mexico and America might make you feel angry that Donald Trump wants to do that but would it make you feel disgust? I think it takes something sexual or, or something that's got uh, already got a disgust mode to it. Yeah, I mean th- those are what first of all these are very I don't want to say they're very American subjects but they are massive hot one subjects in American politics they're also religious and I think it yes. would be just I would be just as cautious for taking one issue and saying okay so people ask about uh, same-sex marriage and they become more against it after after being given a feeling of disgust and mm. then saying see people become more religious when you've disgusted uh-huh. them but of course, they don't start believing in God or believing in anything else that's uh, attached to to uh, Christianity, for example, right? We're, we're just taking one issue, and I think that might be. I'm sure Dave Bazzaro has got a very good answer to this. Yeah, yeah. But if we're going to question well be, things would, on the podcast, I'd be, interested, I'd be interested to know if it was the case because, for instance, things that are to the left or the right that are not socially political, like uh, how do you, like centralisation of government or how you think taxes should be spent and how high you think it should be I'm sure that is not impacted very highly I've never seen anyone say, you know, if you fart in a bin next to someone, they're for more you know, no. <laughs> they're for more devolution of government, they become more libertarian although there is there is uh, this, um, there are figures showing that libertarians tend to be harder to discuss right um, yeah, it's, it's also though, I'm sure, as I say, David Pizarro might have good answers to all this, he might have covered it, and there might be people listening to this even better who can write into us and, and uh, t- tell us your thoughts or whether you, you know something we don't on this. But what I'm saying is that it feels not just incomplete, but like such a thin slice, because we're not testing, he did say that disgust is the easier one to, um, for them to test, right? Uh, yeah. But I would have thought anger would be quite easy, <laughs> or pa- pain even, see if, you know, if you hit someone's thumb with a hammer... Uh, do they then go more against the idea of uh, you know uh, guns being freely available? I think there, I think there is an experiment where they we could try test- it now. There's a, do, do you know the experiment? You got a hammer. It's a little bit wrong, but there's a, there's a great experiment which involves putting someone's arm underneath the table and then a fake arm. Oh, I know this. Yeah, over the yeah, table, right. and you do things like you run a feather up and down the rubber arm, and at the same time up and down their arm. And you can do this, do this with a friend that you want to not be a friend anymore. <laughs> and at some point, you just take that hammer and smash. Yes, <laughs> the, the and they feel it. Arm and the, just for a second, all that. Yeah. Yeah. But they also f- found that they were able to make people like re- less racist by doing this, but having the arm be like a like doing this with a white person and having the arm be a brown arm. And, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I do not. This is not something I've read recently, so I don't have an accent. I just have this vague memory that there's an attempt to change people's attitudes and race. To- Excuse me, uh, Tester, could you just leave the room for a few <laughs> minutes? <laughs> just leave me with this arm. <laughs> Let me carry, carry out a couple of tests of my own here. <laughs> um, what was the? Uh, oh yeah, I want to. So, so what I'm saying is, it might be that it might be that um, 
people who are culturally left feel uh, higher levels of, of, of shame or, or shock or something else that uh, and I, I think unless you have a whole gamut of emotions yeah. to be tested I don't think what we gain out of saying there's a slight level of more disgust on the right I mean yeah this it, it tends as far as I can tell that stuff tends to show where you are along the spectrum of kind of conservative to liberal rather than left well, to I, right if, that, if that's such I know a what the idea of it is suggesting that we have moral codes which guide our principles yeah you know and the, and the, they're often and that's the interesting part is they're often invisible to us so so a lot of the decisions we think we're making because we've logically thought through a thing but it might be that we already have a disgust factor that's playing in or a shame factor shock factor whatever um that, that's actually guiding our views yeah for instance if i were to take most of my family as an example most of my family are virulently anti-abortion um, you know, my granny was in an anti-abortion group. And th- I mean, my family are also quite religious. What did they get up to? <laughs> like they, they used to meet up and so not, not have abortions. Not abortions. <laughs> <laughs> One hour every Tuesday. Yeah, they got really excited when the twenty-eight weeks mark came around. And then, <laughs> but they would also say that they lean politically to the left. Most of them. Uh, <coughs> I think, you know, one thing very few of my immediate family have ever done would be vote Conservative. But on this one issue, they would call themselves Conservative. I mean, you look at the Facebook posts put by right. my sisters and other relatives, you see just how anti-abortion they are. But everything is about... It's all from... There's, I would say there's a discussed level in there somewhere, but it's it's from the point of view of the fetus being something sacred, the fetus being the same as a baby, for instance... And none of it is about female bodily autonomy, except so far as they go. Oh, you just want to have a holiday? Okay. Yeah, that's quite interesting, isn't it? Because so that, that to me, it, it seems yep. it's a framing issue. If you see, if if you see the idea that the government is telling women what they can and can't do with their bodies, you will find that utterly abhorrent, right? There's the, the idea that there's this yep. third party coming in, so that would disgust you. But if you say we live in a country where Babies can just be murdered. That's disgusting. Saying so it. De- <laughs> <laughs> so just you know, it, it depends which of those two things is more powerfully in your head. Yep. Which 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 is yes. why I don't, I don't I don't consider you know I'm I'm in favour of um you know in favour of abortion being available to women pretty much on demand, but I don't on demand. I'm, yeah, I know. I think they. I think they <laughs> Only to, when they got a fetus uh, there. Yeah, I was going to say they have to be. They have to be pregnant first. <laughs> but I, I want it now. I, I want the abortion immediately. I've been looking forward to this. I've set a date. <laughs> it's a waste of taxpayers' yeah. money. All right, get something else out of me. Giving non-pregnant <laughs> women abortions. <laughs> Just have a kidney aborted. <laughs> <laughs> but. I don't. I don't think people who disagree with me are evil because I can just see what their framing is. Yeah. Yes, I, and I, I wonder if you could change their mind by reframing it a bit for them. I don't. Maybe you couldn't. But, yeah. But de- basically, t- telling them that they're scum and evil and they hate women is probably not the most helpful way to. I don't think that's a very helpful way of uh, achieving anything, really. People have a, have a reaction to being called scum, don't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't tend to get on board. No. And then they're really, really hard to bring round the next election. <laughs> <laughs> um, you were going to give us a, corre- uh, a correction of. Last, uh, oh, yeah. last episode I, I've as got well. an embarrassing one. This is, a, this is a really bad one. Um, it's not I really, said, is it? Well, it depends, it depends whether you think misnaming a dog is wrong. Uh, so, oh, I thought you misnamed a film. 
<laughs> Potentially. Was it the right dog, wrong film, or was it was it wrong dog? Well, I said what I said uh, last episode was that um, the dog in Reach for the Sky uh, was called Nigger. Uh, that is not the case. I wish to apologise to I don't know what the dog's called. <laughs> the whole family. Uh, it's just I got the film wrong. It's the film was the Dam Busters. That's what I said. So you got the film wrong, not the dog wrong. Yeah, but I think you ruined my comedy apology. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> just another thing. If you if, if you've made a mis- I disgust in my head, it just affected my my reactions. <laughs> if you've made a mistake that involves the N word, I just there is to something to me. There's something a little bit like. Why have you reverted now to saying the N word? To, to, to make people aware that I'm aware I'm saying it. <laughs> but the idea, the idea of sort of saying it in an apology and the apology being that you just got the dog wrong. So what was the correct film? The Dan Busters. Definitely Dan Busters. I believe so. Okay. But I was corrected on this by someone who listened to the podcast. It's sounding more like The Great Escape at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> Failing horribly. <laughs> that, I think I think just to dig in a deeper hole. That's why we're doing. I reckon most people forgot it ever happened. We're only recording this outside so that I can shuffle outside and just (laughs) release bits of a dog from through my trousers. When would you say the N word, and when would you just say the word nigger? Well, I I'd be happy to say it once or twice. Makes you happy. Nigger said it makes (laughs) him happy. By happy, I mean not upset. If if discussing the word. Don't necessarily have a problem with saying it out loud. I don't. You should necessarily go out of your way to say. I, I wouldn't yell it at bus or <laughs> any yell cussing. it at a bus. Yeah. Why would you call a bus by any kind of term like that anyway? If that's if, if the bus e- is even if that's really the upset bus's you? name. <laughs> <laughs> even if you've got the wrong film. If it's the bus from the the damn buses. <laughs> the damn buses. Hey. Ah, all the right. Stop the podcast now. <laughs> Um, I've always had a problem with avoiding a word that I am in discussing. Do you know? Yeah. Because we're in discussion mode. We're clearly not making any comment other than what's being said in the discussion. Uh, at the same time, I, as I'm getting older, I have learned that there are times where you just have to say the N-word or, or call it the M-bomb, as many people do. I hate the expression, the, the N-bomb. N-bomb. I think it's awful. Apart from that, because a neutron bomb exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, worst, the, worst, word in, uh, the worst swear word in an airport is, is the word bomb. Which yeah. could probably end up with a gun in your face, and, and what you'll be careful of when you're checking is, is almost saying, "I haven't got a." B- oh no! Whoops! Nearly said the the B bomb. <laughs> <laughs> so in an airport, you should prefer the word "nigger" over the term "n bomb." Y- yes, you should. Just, yeah, so it's that, that far is less a, likely to get you killed. That's the rules for that space. I'm a, I'm a I'm a big fan of decorum, right? And right. I think it 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 makes me feel safe. And and most of the time in life, I prefer. A level of decorum, you know. When, when I'm on the street, when I'm yeah. when I get on a bus, I don't want anyone shouting the word nigger after the bus. I don't want I don't want people around me sh- sure. shouting n words, c words, telling loud rape jokes because I, I don't care on my bus journey to find out what's going on in their little lives and what the arrangement is between their group, which might be perfectly friendly okay. and have a really good explanation, you know. But the, the odd thing with decorum is I think it reaches a point where as soon as you start enforcing it, I start to feel unsafe again, you know. Uh, and, and I think that's the thing with morality <laughs> for me is that there's a middle ground which is uh, respectful, and yeah. there's, a, there's a point beyond that where, where it's it's not again, and uh, and and then there there are other places where when you're talking amongst friends in a bar or whether you're on stage in a comedy club where I think the rule is already set in place by that circumstance, 
and, and in that situation, I'd feel weird saying an expression like the N word. I've learned I've learned to start doing it because uh, sometimes you've got a polite audience; they're not uh, they're just not going to respond well to the word. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't talk about it much, but I, I think I've only ever talked about uh, that word in respect to talking about language itself, as we're doing right now. I mainly have as well. I mean, I've had a I, I used to have a routine about the difference between someone finding what you're saying offensive and someone suddenly having one word that they've now decided what you said is offensive because it contains that word. Yeah. So I, I mean, there's a line in it. Like I just don't sit there scanning every sentence of the one word that's going to set you off. Like, for instance, if you're a black dwarf and I happen to use the word niggling, <laughs> it's not always about you. So that's clearly a joke about the word. Yes. But yeah. to me... Is a joke about someone finding a word offensive because it reminds them of another word. Yes. Um, on it the is. other hand, I am evilly aware that that joke won't work unless you've sort of made the whole audience think of that word. Totally, you're invoking the word in order to make it yeah. funny, but um, it's still. To me, it's just as valid. I don't have. We talked about last week having a, a visceral reaction to uh, to words, and right. uh, and I, I don't tend to uh, hear it as anything. We're, Put another way, when I was um, often it's a relief when when my dad had was was dying with cancer yeah and and there was a time where everyone was around at the house and people were using expressions like the c word or or the big c right, and right, so right. on and then the um, which if if, if you got cancer the c word it's being taken by cunt <laughs> yeah <laughs> you've got you've got cunt oh the cunt's spreading badly um, the Macmillan nurses turned it's a better up better name for it. When the Macmillan nurses turned up, they just started using, using the, the word cancer right, left, and centre, and it was right. it was a relief just because they're just using it matter of factly, um, and it's something they deal with all the time. It's, it's, and it, and it, it took the whole big deal out of it. It took it yeah. took the, it, in the it, it, it mentioned the elephant in the room basically. So I, th- I think it was. There, there, I would rather just say a word, and whenever I'm using the term the N word, it's because I'm aware that now we've already said the word too many times, That's and that there's a build up of of that, yeah. but it also that. Uh, I don't need to oversay it, but still, here's an argument: is that uh, okay? So all the all the black people who have reclaimed the word, okay, right? Which I, I already have a problem with the term reclaiming because it, it wasn't theirs in the first place. <laughs> you know, if it was used as an insult against you, it doesn't mean it is now something you can reclaim. Like if if you call someone fat, they can't go, ha ha! You're not allowed to use the word fat anymore. It's mine now. <laughs> you know, it doesn't it doesn't become you don't get to own it. Um, so okay, so but people have reclaimed it, but what they've done along the process is, is they made it cool. There's a whole lot of songs where the word is used in a way that's really cool, and there's expressions. I've got a white female friend who uses the expression "Oh nigger, please," and when she says it, it works for her, and it, I think it's a really friendly put down right. on someone. It, it's not a nasty thing. It's not said as an insult. Of, of it's not something you say to someone here. Well, I suppose you could do, but it's not. It's not usually used in in hatred. It's usually used in quite a loving way of going. Stop being ridiculous. I, um, I, that is, nigger please is such a such a. It, I think it's such charming. A, it's such an American expression that I feel like I don't fully understand where it comes from. I cannot use it, and I, I cannot I, use. I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel okay using uh, it. But I watched Star Wars: The Force Awakens the other day on because it's on Netflix now. Right. And. Uh, uh, like the, the, the pretty much the not the lead character. But the stormtrooper, right? It, there was all this fuss about basically by racists because they couldn't believe there was going to be. A, yeah. A story. I don't. I don't know what the hell they were thinking. But there's a point at which he says to the little BBA droid, 
destroyed, please. And it's that that's the <laughs> reference, right? That's the joke. And I was like, all right, brave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, maybe, it's, maybe it's not brave if you're American because you, you're completely comfortable what you're doing. But I, f- I do feel that that word... And by the way, the reason I'm saying the N-word rather than saying it is because I don't want to just go, ha-ha, we get to say it loads because we're being... Yeah, I think we're, we're aware it's a, it's a sensitive word. We're aware, but then if I'm talking about an actual sentence like that one or the other one... Uh, uh, and none of these sound right said by white guy anyway you know right. I, th- I think without right accent but uh, what's up my niggas that's a, that's a love it said, said I've heard people say it it sounds just a really sweet uh, by, by a like black that. person to other black people even. yeah <laughs> but I think it's unfair it's I think it's something unfair about reclaiming a word and making it cool once it becomes cool I think it's, it's got to be everybody's I don't think you can think write poetry or write a song and say only some people are allowed to sing along I think there's something but at the same time I'm not going to be in a bar singing that loudly no I think we've got to accept that when people one group reclaims or claims a word from the rest of the world at large it's usually because that word was used as a tool of oppression or as an insult so queer and gay have gone through similar things as well alright but let's say I'm reading out a a song's lyrics we all get to say gay sorry is it more if I'm reading out a a song lyric to someone which I think is some really good lyrics. Yeah. Do I have to change the poet's words? The poet. Okay, a lot yeah. of it's poetry. If I'm reading a piece of rap and so on. Right. Do I change the word and say, at that point, do I say the N-word instead of just, just saying the word? This is, I, I, I heard about someone getting into trouble on some student radio broadcast because, and, and this, it seemed to me, was really not okay they were accused of racism first of all and you had to go through this story line by line until you discovered are these the n-word you go, oh, this sounds really bad and then it turns out they were a massive hip-hop fan and they were singing along with hip-hop lyrics while they were playing records now even yeah. if you even if you think that's uncomfortable because this person was white that does not make them a racist if you think it's not okay, you think there's something weird or uncomfortable, that isn't. If you accuse someone of using the N word, what you're doing is you're accusing them of calling a black person a nigger, which is horrific. Yeah. But reporting it or singing along with a song that has that word yeah, in it, exactly, is not the same thing at all. It just isn't. Love, and if you, I'm loving the fact this is our, our Christmas episode. <laughs> Christmas episode. <laughs> Happy Christmas, my niggers. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Read Noel, the N word. <laughs> um, Carefully, I say Noel. Noel. Yeah, it's just not the same thing. And, and, and yeah. to, to claim it is, you're now giving that word like a magical power, which is one of the things I object to. Is you're you're, you're pretending that racism is invoked like that word, like it was the word expelliarmus or something, whereas that's not where the racism is. Racism is in you using it. To demean or insult or belittle or, but some people are going room. to argue that's what you're doing automatically, like like uh, I'll use the word "can't" quite liberally, and mm. uh, um, it has zero effect on me. I've heard it used aggressively. Um, when I was in Canada, there, there was almost every comedy club I went to. I was told uh, uh, not to say. This was some years back. Not with anything's changed, but. Don't say it. Women don't like it, is what I was told, mm. particularly. And it occurred to me back then that it might be more that in America and North America, um, it's used on women. 
Yes, whereas, I, whereas it, in it England, is, it's far more likely, or, or in Britain, it's far more likely to be used on a guy. You might, might like to call him a man a cunt than call him yeah, a yeah, woman it's, a cunt. Yeah, it's very... It, it's actually quite weird to call a woman a cunt in the in the UK, right? Yeah. Although I'm seeing it a bit more now. I'm looking for it. But I've heard it. I've heard, when I say that more, I mean, I've, I've heard on occasions where someone has and it surprised me because it doesn't seem yeah. particularly British. And it, it feel, I, th- I think it feels it's not British to call a woman a cunt, to make that clear. To me, it, it feels unusually vile to call a woman a cunt because yes. you're reducing her to that. But that's not how it's used in the UK. In, in North America, I think it is, it's it, It's actually a much worse, even though we pretend it's like, oh, that's like the worst word in the UK, I think it's, it's far worse used about um, a woman. Is it demeaning to women? It might be yes, but the, the argument often used is that it's, uh, it's the, the fact the word is is offensive in the first place or, or the fact it's a swear word shows how women are hated well it's which got two things I think going that's on, an right? interesting argument because it might be more to do with elevation or pedestaling than anything i doubt it because it, it, it the, the oh you can say offensive things about the queen that wouldn't be offensive you know to the queen that wouldn't be offensive said to a pauper right <laughs> the, the more status someone like, has, what? the more. Well, even even talking about the N word, there was a time where it wouldn't have been offensive. It becomes more offensive as black people get more status, right? Then the terms you call people. I don't know about there being a time of, it wouldn't have been offensive. It would have been what you mean referring to. Well, slaves. I mean it would. Well, I mean in in the sense that it was would have been used all the time without anyone even thinking about it, and that was right. uh, used as as at, at the time of slavery. Yeah. Which is, I guess, one of the reasons it's got the power it's got now is because it evokes. I mean, literally people owning other people. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, the word cunt is, is it's a swear word, which goes, you know, like it's on it's on the list of words that people say if they've got that form of Tourette's syndrome, coprolalia. Yeah. As, as is my surname, by the way, if they did the state in the, in the, in the States. Doody is oh, up there. Jeez, I thought I'd been calling you Doody instead of coprolalia. <laughs> what was the word? <laughs> coprolalia. 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 Nick Coprolalia. That's me. Kind of suits you. <laughs> <laughs> That's my name. Don't wear it out. <laughs> um, so it's so it's got that harshness to it that swearing has. That swearing is a thing. It, you can't just take anyone. But it's an odd one. Men love love vagina. Yeah, but why, the, why the, is that? I think it's got both things. I think it's got the thing of using an obscenity mixed with the idea of it's like to, calling a woman like a piece of tail or something. That is that yep. level of okay. You know what I mean? You're reducing them to just a thing, just an object, just a just a cunt. Yeah. That that's why I think it's for me to feel so much worse to refer to a woman as a cunt. To yeah, a, yeah, yeah, a man. yeah. So there is. Yeah. The, the I'll call any bloke a cunt. No, yeah. no, no hesitation. <laughs> but I mean, in the word itself, in just using it in language where it's not talking about a woman or a person most of the time, right. um, it doesn't. I I kind of. Think sometimes it works as a as an emphasis on a on a line. It sometimes uh, I think also we use strong language and and thoughts sometimes to to set our parameters when we're um, mixing with people or, or when we're performing yeah. on stage. I think it's our way of saying it. This isn't pre watershed TV. There's going to be and I think that have often you ever got that wrong? Where it was pre watershed TV? No, no, no. Just. Um I'm that really the, shocked me. The makers of Jack and Nori would like a word with you, Mr. Marks. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, have you, have you ever just forgotten that your levels may not be the same as the levels you're speaking to? Uh, do you mean when you're on stage or socially? Uh, either one. 
you suddenly look up and it's the vicar you're talking to or, and the rabbi and um, I, I can't think of an incident no I think I'm no, I mean frequently with an audience I'll, I, will, I will use a word, I will use language that I know they're not particularly up for because I'm still setting my ground. I'm going. This, this is what I do. Yeah, you're preparing and them I, for you. I want you either come into what I'm doing or because this, this is what I do and it's what I get paid to do. And I, I don't. There are times I compromise. If I'm doing a family event, you know. Yeah, of course. Um, or it, sometimes you look out and it's an elderly crowd and they just. Uh, but even I'll still test the waters. They look a bit the conservative. The elderly thing always surprises me a bit because. I don't feel like I will suddenly not be okay with the language I'm okay with now in 20 years' time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, well, two things on that. First of all, that obviously you, you can get them very wrong and, and uh, you can sometimes yeah. look at a group of elderly, conservative-looking people and think, uh, they're not going to go with my act at all. And then they can surprise you. Elderly people can surprise you a lot. Um, well, they can. I, I'm thinking of a gig right now where I, I backed off a little bit and about halfway through I started getting really heavy with the audience and right. they were encouraging me. And then uh, I said, I'm, I'm not offending any of you, am I? And then a woman in the audience shouted out, this is what we've come for, <laughs> which is great. Great. I did say two things there and then said one thing. <laughs> there was another thing at the time, but that was like a whole minute ago. Yeah, it's gone now. It's, it's, since, since you said there are two things. Yeah, the, uh, it reduced... I was <laughs> the either culture wrong or... has made the second thing un unacceptable <laughs> in the minute oh, you've been talking. <laughs> the other thing I was going to say, actually, is, is that it's almost disappointing to me that the words were that, that these words haven't changed much in the, the time I've been alive. You know, um, when, I, when I was growing up, I thought a lot of these swear words, most swear words, are destined to become cute or obsolete, right? Uh, you know, in the son of a gun and son of a bitch would have once really upset people. Called yeah, blimey yeah. was once a serious swear word. Uh, all, all, all the other religious ones in particular sort of uh, you know what yeah zwoons and things like that yeah 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 they, they either they either stop existing or they become or they, they change though um but some of the really strong ones n words c words and so on they uh, they just remain and and so what I hear is young people saying the same arguments that my my grandparents would have, would have said uh, right. of of it's a bad word and I go well that's a bit weird that the thinking hasn't changed since then. Yeah. Or I guess, the meaning I guess, or the I guess it has it. changed. Though. If, you, if, you if you take those ones, like, you know, what, what are they? Um, bloody being by Our Lady, or, or if it really was. Yeah. But um, Zwoons definitely was sort of. Yeah, it's time. But no one says it now, and it would sound silly because it isn't. It's just not unacceptable to invoke those things in. But what I mean is the, strong, the stronger words, the C words, M words and so on, are, are, are so powerful yeah. that they don't follow, they either don't follow that process or their well, their evolution is a great deal slower. Well, what I was going to suggest was maybe, maybe they will eventually, like if, if we genuinely got to a post-racial society where really no one but no one gives a shit about what colour your skin is and what, what no one's looking at people thinking they're one race or another, right. that just isn't the way people think. I, I reckon the N word <laughs> is immediately back on the table. For well, a good example would be the situation. word bastard that was once ex extremely offensive. Um, and I remember when I started in entertainment, the word bastard was acceptable in the South, but um, not acceptable in the North. That was one of the words people were asked not to right. say. Um, bastard. Odd, oddly enough, <laughs> bugger was acceptable in the North and not so much uh, liked in the South because it was said more as booger and it was, it was more of a cute. And I, uh, I think oh, the I North went more by lot. the sound of words rather than the, the actual meaning. My mum used to have a really funny story about um, my uh, Auntie Olive coming over 
and the, you know, so there's the uh, Irish family coming over to the Yorkshire family, so uh, and the mighty elephant would be all the fucking thing, and that's a fucking other thing, and this, well, and he just fucking said that, and my mum's just sort of, you know, <laughs> becoming tenser and tenser because it's just not a word she would use, yeah. and this is well, just every fourth word is fucking this and fucking that, according to my mum. I've heard my auntie Olive talk, and she wasn't that, <coughs> but it was just, oh, he fucking came over and the fucking, and then he said this fucking thing, and my mum's just whatever. And half an hour later, my mum goes, well, this bugger. And she goes, Bridget! My <laughs> 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 bugger was so much worse than fucking. Yeah, yeah, She doesn't even notice yeah. she's saying fucking. Oh, that's really funny. But I think it was more sound of words in the north. I mean, but what I was going to say is the, the word bastard, uh, once it was actually offensive to be a bastard. Right. And, and it was... Uh, and, and now we would be horrified that someone would actually think you, it makes you in any way lower than anyone else the fact you haven't got a dad <laughs> that would be weird to us now and I haven't got a dad no, no, or mother and mother and father aren't married right? That's sorry you're not married yeah <laughs> have you been calling orphans bastards <laughs> yes I have <laughs> I call anyone a bastard yes so, so so yeah I suppose when we eradicate the the problem, you know, the, the thing is referring to, then it no longer really works as a swear word. Yeah. So what we've been talking about really is acceptable language, isn't it? And whether it changes. Does that? Did you know the old George Carlin routine? Yeah. The seven uh, words you can't say on TV. Yeah, it's a bit outdated now. I think. Well, did motherfucker make the list? I don't think it was yeah, around, yeah. was it? Or was it? Yeah, yeah. It was. Um, hang on. <laughs> this is a good bit to be overheard with. Um, fuck shit. Piss tits, motherfucker, cocksucker, cunt. And I just say when Nick said a good bit to be overheard with, is because we heard someone in the next garden. It wasn't because he suddenly realised yeah. you're listening. Yeah, but the, the, to just suddenly be saying this like I'm trying to remember the moons of Saturn. I believe they are. Piss shit. But that's the thing is, as it, even as he says at the time, which is what the sixties. Yeah. Goes, tits shouldn't be on the list. No. <laughs> it's so much less harsh than any of the others. <laughs> But he also points out quite nicely that piss is depends what the preposition is, right? Pissed off, no, there's a shit. But if you're pissed off because someone pissed on you, that's yeah. I, I none of the words bother me at all. No, they don't. They don't have any effect on me. They don't. It, it, just usage, solely usage. I wouldn't name if my someone's daughter being hateful. Motherfucker, cunt. But I would name your daughter that. <laughs> But yeah, all, all, I can imagine all of those words being said in a perfectly lovely way. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I also think that's how you depower words through through usage. If, if the power of them really bothers you, then putting them up on a pedestal just just makes them more powerful. And uh, and by not saying them, that that's that's what you do effectively. So yeah, not sure. But at the same time, they can all be overused. And I try and be, I try and be conscious of situation, you know. But I still, but I hate it when it spills over into the comedy club. And where where I think what we see now is a change in offence. And, and not well, actually, it has felt quite dramatic. In that, uh, not going back too far, it was more um, about prudery that the words were offensive, and right. now it's more about uh, that words and subjects um, do severe damage because they make you think in a particular way. That's uh, immoral and encouraging immorality 
Um, I suppose there was always a bit of that, but I think it was it used to be a bit more Mary Whitehouse in the complaints. It was a bit more uh, conservative mm. where, where the complaints were coming from. And now it feels like they're coming more from the, the left and they're more associated with uh, encouraging uh, lewd sexual behaviour and so on. Okay. So you get into like the trigger warnings and so on that uh, um, that a word can can first of all be damaging a person in the audience, but secondly that it's also telling other people who are um, who could possibly commit these crimes that it's okay to do so. Oh, is that how you read trigger warning? I, I, no, I've the trigger no, the trigger warning is more the, the former than the, the latter. Trigger warning would be more the former. I'm saying that both types of damage are now uh, being suggested. I was about to say recognised, but not recognised a bit pushing it really. Yeah, the, the, so, pe- okay, so, so people will that. say if if you if you talk about one thing, then you're enabling, say, rape culture, like a phrase like that. Right. Yep. And but also you risk triggering someone who's a victim of yep. some sort of assault. Yeah. Uh, I've got to say I've never been happy with the term trigger warning because if I'm going to tell a rape joke at some point, which I don't even like the term rape joke. I mean, I, I've used the term before only when making fun of that as a premise, but. Uh, for a, it's not like elephant jokes or knock knock jokes that are a definite thing with a definite mm. style to them. It's, there's, there's a million different ways you can approach the same. There is varied as sentences on the subject of rape. You know, you can uh, you can you can be t- m- m- one one comment you see a lot on this subject is people saying, uh, "Well, it's not so bad if you're making fun of the uh, the perpetrator rather than the victim." And what what they don't recognise is that actually most of the jokes aren't doing either. They're making fun of the media, or they're making fun of the way a subject is talked about, or a, a thing a particular personality has said, and that that personality is the target of the joke. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think of anything. Could you think of any rape jokes where they're making fun of the? I mean, I've I've seen people. Where well, they're making it, fun of the perpetrator. No, no, of, 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 of the, the victim. victim. Um, I mean, the only time I've seen that done was by an open spot who was just appalling at comedy. Yeah. And it was just, it, it didn't work. It horrified the whole room. And I, 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 I've i never really wanted to call the police on it. <laughs> you seem to be submitting to some sort of assault here, mate. You, just, you, haven't, you haven't understood. Uh, one of the common ones that beginner comics do is the pullback reveal where it turns out they're the rapist. Right, 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 yeah. You yeah. know, it was the kind of thing we saw during the, uh, the Maddie joke era. There was loads of those type of jokes of the... Um, uh, Maddie will be really upset about this thing that's being said in the papers. I'll ask her later. Kind of jokes. There, there were a lot of yeah, variations yeah, yeah. So on that. Where it turns out you're the person who's, stole, who's taken her. Yeah. Right. The, the mechanics of the jokes are really easy. I saw one open spot. He did something like eight rape jokes in, in a row that all had him as the rapist. <laughs> which went is, is, at one point, like you, so, well, yeah, exactly the same as you said. Walk straight into a police station, mate. There's, there's something weird going on there. Um. But at the same time, I think it's, uh, I, 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 okay, I, I can't say I've ever, I, I don't like the feeling of trigger warning because as a comedian, if I do have something coming up, part of the effect has been lost because uh, a trigger warning is, uh, it, it, it's just telling people what's coming up, you know, and I, I kind yeah. of feel that's, that, that ruins the whole art of the writing in the first place. I feel like I don't have a problem with, um, it's a spoiler alert. That's what I was going to say. A trigger ha. warning is is a spoiler. I think you should say spoiler alert before you say trigger warning. <laughs> or, or just it's a bit like putting a certificate on a film that like you have on the back of on the back of a DVD case. No, it's like, not. This is this is probably a fifteen level <laughs> talk. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. But you're being far more. At least that that gives you an angle of uh, roughly what you're going to see. But it's, this is specific, isn't it? 
Yeah, it, you're it, saying it, sex it, crime it, is going to come up. It, it is a different thing, and so first of all, there's that. Secondly, you know, you know where trigger warning comes from, right? It's, uh, originally, the word trigger was used by no, um, <laughs> in the, no. Um, he was always in it. <laughs> It was American psychologists who were, who were studying uh, post-traumatic stress disorder in, in right. soldiers. And they used the term trigger for words. And, and so they meant words that could trigger a soldier's PTSD. Yep. Right? Um, but they never actually used the word trigger to the soldiers because that's a trigger. Of course. Yeah. Right. So then what happened was it got adopted by feminists and used as a trigger warning for people who've been through uh, sexual horrors and so on. And, and, and it, where it got, to, I think it was like a couple of years ago, where there was a load of campaigns for saying trigger warning first. At the time yeah, yeah. where 100,000 troops were returning to Britain <laughs> and going to comedy clubs and going out to entertainment, suddenly they're having to hear the word trigger all over the place to protect other people, even though the word was originally intended for them. Well, I would say if, if, if you, you know, if you've been traumatised to the extent that you can be triggered, again, again, which is a, a phrase like you, I have a little bit of... You know what I mean? I don't quite accept everything about it that everyone means when they say it. But I would have thought just the existence of that warning is enough. How do you mean? What do you mean? I'd say that the, what saying trigger warning yeah. carries with it an idea, A, that you can be triggered, B, that you might now relive some sort of trauma. And do you know what I mean? It, just the warning... Yep. Imposes the whole idea. I think of the it does. Of it. Mostly, you know, most there's, there's no. Well, I say there's no. There's no. I've not read any experiments that I thought were were decent, properly carried out. There, there's some of the shittier experiments, but nothing's really showing that trigger warnings happen. Uh, well, trigger warnings definitely do. No, I mean, the, the tr trigger warnings work, or that tr people are triggered in this way by the by the word that covers the thing. You know, it's not. Well, isn't, uh, it, isn't it the opposite? I thought people who work in PTSD and who uh, work um, with. Um, the victims of various trauma and abuse say that that sort of approach is the opposite of how you should treat them. People are triggered by a smell, by a sound, by a particular phrase or something, but not yeah. not normally by the descriptive word, no. But I, wanted, I don't want to speak for anybody else who is, but what when we've, we've talked a lot about morality, and I, mm. I, I think you can talk yourself into moral shock, you know? I think if you're, if you're convinced that someone's saying a rape joke... Uh, is adding to rape culture and therefore making rape a more serious situation, then you're going to be much more offended, offended by hearing a rape joke because you're hearing someone on stage who's saying that rape's okay. Whereas if you don't feel that way, you're just going to hear the joke. So I think we can talk ourselves into outrage. I think we can overthink. Yeah, I'd be interested to know if there's any... if there's any studies on this and whether or not there really can be, even. It, 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 well, I think there can it, be. I don't know. It's hard to hard to tell. You can't you can't see if someone who's seventeen. It's horrible, now, I suppose it's a bit of a horrible experiment, though, isn't it? We'd have put someone back into the yeah time and <laughs> yeah to an awful experience. So um, I would be maybe that's why there's darker not. than me. Huh? You were being darker than me then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably was. I, I, I don't. I suppose it would be a very nice experiment to invoke uh, awful memories in someone. I I, I I am curious to know whether. People who say that they are triggered now would have said they were triggered if they were born 30 years earlier and the same thing happened. Right. And whether or not yeah, the experience yeah. would even be the same or if they feel more sensitive to it now because they've been taught to. Right. And the, uh, the answer is I don't know. 
but that is but a I suspicion think it's also I have some Very individual. I've, I've had things happen in my life, you know. Mm. I mean, I've, I've, I've lived, I've had violent uh, episodes and so on where uh, something awful has happened, but I don't feel triggered by the mention of any subject at all or uh, easier to talk about what we were talking about before, my dad having cancer. Someone saying cancer doesn't make me instantly feel feel anything actually it's just uh, I'm, I'm aware that he so, died of cancer I'm not, same I'm not, with me uh, my, my mum my died of a brain tumour and the things that get me even to this day um, I mean the last time I had a real sort of it's been a few years so it had, this hasn't happened that much recently but I will occasionally have I've just in the shower and just got hit by like a crying fit and it was just incredibly real to me again shower with his bum it <laughs> 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 always gets me <laughs> I wonder if I'm doing my balls. <laughs> you had to take it too far, didn't you? <laughs> um, but my point is, it wasn't. It, oddly it, enough, point I is, think about my dad in the shower as well. <laughs> I was thinking about your dad, and that's what reminded me of my mum. My point is, it's not. It's not that there's a poster of something about brain tumours in the shower. It's not that. That isn't what gets me. And reading something about someone dying of cancer isn't the thing that gets me at all it's, it's always so like some something that they you know that she got me for christmas once or yeah it'd be something like that or something just someone using a phrase she used to sometimes use if i've achieved something that i know my dad would have been proud of it makes me feel sad that he's not there to, yeah, to yeah, see no, that I mean, um, well, it's never happened for me but. yeah rarely for me to be honest <laughs> um or, or i might, might see a show or, or hear a particular type of music that i know my dad would have loved right yeah. and that, that will really hit hard uh and a sudden memory of him but or seeing someone who looks like him on the street. That's happened occasionally. Yeah, especially but, when they suddenly catch your eye and run away. <laughs> it's one of these subjects, I, I I think we're allowed an opinion, it's our fucking podcast, you know. But at the same time, yeah. I, I, I hesitate to venture opinion on it most of the time because I cannot speak for other people in their pain, you know. I can't just say how other people feel a thing. But I can be suspicious that their feelings are uh, going to be contorted by um, by the discussion about how you should feel yeah I, I also think that even though I may have my doubts about the usefulness of trigger warnings probably the place to air those doubts isn't just after a trigger warning online <laughs> so again that's, yeah, exactly. that's some of what this podcast is about yeah. I guess is it's our safe space <laughs> wow I wonder what we should call this episode <laughs> uh Showering with your mum? Or, um, <laughs> <laughs> or just trigger warning? Oh, by the way, if anyone here... The thing is, we really... If we ever a trigger warning was necessary before this episode, it would have been good. We should have started with it. Yeah. So, sorry about that. Um, <laughs> I don't know you can backtrack a trigger warning, can you? Oh, God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> trigger warning in the end. Um, should we call it a day? Um, yeah, I reckon that's probably it's, bad enough, isn't it? Yeah, for something about three quarters of an hour. Um, so have a lovely Christmas. Write into us and disagree with us. Tell us what you think. Tell yeah. us, um, you know, uh, have an argument. Please do. And also, um, I've been told to say this. Yeah, give us a rating on iTunes if you if you're enjoying this. Um, give us five stars on iTunes. Mention it to people because that that will help other people find us. It'll be I helpful hate, too. I hate begging. Uh, if you haven't enjoyed this, I uh, give us a five star. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Well, I hate stars. Thank you. Cheers. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>